At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on Primetime Live from the South Point Hotel Casino, it's Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, and Kelly Bidlin. Glad you could hang with us tonight. Again, for uh, four hockey games, two underway, or two uh, not only underway, but fully into these games between the uh, Lightning and Leafs. Obviously, Carolina now up 4-1, to one, by the way, a second two-man advantage. They take advantage, 4-1 to one over the Bees. After two, as Carolina looks to solidify a 2 to nothing lead in that series. And, of course, the Heat... And the Sixers, Kelly, got the update on everything plus baseball. I was just checking out the box score here in the uh, NBA game. Bama had a bye with one rebound. That's interesting. Uh, 71-58, four minutes into the third quarter. We are there in Miami. Uh, Heat, 12.5-point live favorites, 214.5. Your live total over on the ice. Hurricanes, four. Bruins, one. Second intermission. Live numbers down right now. Lightning up on the Maple Leafs, 3-1. to one. Yes, sir. 8-41 remain in the second period. Live numbers off the board there as well. Uh, over in Major League Baseball, we got a bunch going on. Uh, we have Rangers-Phillies scoreless in the eighth inning. If you wanted to get in on that game, uh, bottom of the eighth right now, Phillies minus 220 live. Texas uh, plus 170. No total posted. Orioles up on the Twins, 9-4. to four. That game in the sixth right now, uh, bottom of the sixth inning, and uh, no home runs tonight, Matt, from uh, your favorite player? Mountcastle. No, they've got nine runs. He's got a double. 
But there's no home runs from Mount Castle. That's all I needed. That's all we were, That's all I was for. looking for. That's all we were trying to do. Twins, uh, you could catch four and a half runs with them, plus 140 if you're interested. Four, 14 and a half, the live total in that game. Blue Jays with a 2-1 to one lead over the Yankees. That game in the top of the seventh inning. Blue Jays minus 235 live. Yankees plus 180. Five and a half your live total. Juiced slightly to the under. Angels and Red Sox all tied up at three apiece. Top of the seventh inning. Minus 130 on the Red Red Sox. Angels even money. Eight and a half your live total. Brewers lead the Reds. Six to two now in the fourth. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You can get 15 to one live on the Reds. Twelve and a half your live total. Anyone? Anyone? White Sox and Cubs three apiece. That game in the bottom of the fifth. Cubs minus 135. White Sox plus 105. Nine and a half your live total. All right, uh, let's bring him in. He's kind enough to join us once again from the Joe Sheehan Baseball Newsletter. You can follow him on Twitter at Joe underscore Sheehan. Coincidentally, it's Joe Sheehan, everybody. How you doing, Joe? Oh, I'm just figuring out how much I want to lay on the Reds. <laughs> so, so, Joe, I'm, let's start there. I don't usually like to start with the with the negative, but let's start here because, you know, I'll just I'll just tell share with you something I did off air, which I shared with Kelly and Matt earlier, which is I take the Reds' opponent and I throw them in a two leg parlay with which with whatever I'm really betting. So tonight it was just a a money line parlay. Uh, Brewers and the Miami Heat, and it pays like 65 cents on the dollar. It's bankroll building. It's not really a bet so much as it is. Let me see how much money I can steal here on this. And so the Reds went up two to nothing in the first inning, and there's just no threat at all. Rowdy Telez with the uh, with the grand slam to put the Brewers up six to two. They're 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 on their way to being three and twenty one. What are we doing, man? Their adjusted season win total sixty five and a half. Doesn't that seem high? Nah, because I mean they're not they're bad. Don't get me wrong. I mean they're going to be three and twenty one. They're I did the numbers the other day. They were the like the fifth team in baseball history to start three and nineteen or worse. Uh, going forward, I do think there are some positives coming back. They're going to get uh, uh, Nick Lodolo back here soon. They're going to get Mike Miner, Luis excuse me, Luis, Castillo, uh, Luis Castillo. I mean the the starting rotation isn't as bad as it's looked. I mean Raver San Martin and Vladimir Gutierrez just getting obliterated every time out. Um, they're going to get the shortstop Jose Barrero back. Uh, I think that'll certainly improve a defense that hasn't been very good. So, you know, are they a true talent three and 21 team? No, it's like the diamondbacks last year, guys, the diamondbacks were probably a 74, 75 win team. And in may, they literally lost their entire starting rotation. I think Kelly made two starts for them in may last year. It got really ugly. So a typical bad team ended up going whatever it was, 3-48 and 48 over a 51-game stretch. Um, that's what the Reds are in right now. They're a bad team that didn't have a lot of pitching depth because it had traded it away and then lost three of its starters coming into the season. It will get better. Um, 65, that's the number? 65 and a half. That's going to be cl- – you know, I think that's a good number. I'm not sure there's value in that number at all. I, I don't know okay. that I would – I definitely don't, would not go under it. I think there might be some value to the over there because, remember, they haven't – I don't believe they played the Pirates yet. Um, and, you know, they are they are a better team than the Pirates to, to just pick one team. They might be a better team than the Nationals. Like, they haven't really played the dregs of that National League yet. Joe, when we take a look at the NL East, uh, you know, you've got the Mets who have been playing extremely well, obviously, still 18 – and nine right now. And then you got the rest kind of jumbled together in the Marlins, the Phillies, and the Braves. I don't know if you buy the Mets uh, where they are right now and how they've gotten out to this, you know, 18 to nine start, 18 to nine start. 
what do you see here now the Braves get Acuna back? The Phillies, it seems like, are underperforming a little bit. Do you think that we're going to be looking up here in a month and it's one of those teams up top? Or do you think this Mets team is uh, is for real and this isn't just kind of smoke and mirrors? Yeah, see, the one team you didn't mention was the Marlins. And I've been high on the Marlins going back to last September. In fact, they haven't won since I retweeted a tweet from last September. When I, it's like, you know, 2022 Marlins were my team. I love that pitching staff. They had a terrible series here against the, the the Diamondbacks. But I think the Marlins are actually the second best team in this division. I do think the Braves, when they get their pitching together, you know, Charlie Morton's been a real problem for them. He's going to get straightened out. Uh, you know, the, the defense has been a huge issue. I want to say it was Jay Jaffe over at Fangraphs had a really good article this week about the Braves outfield defense. And that's undercut the things they're trying to do here. Remember, they traded Christian Pache. He's one of the best defensive center fielders in the game to get Matt Olson. So they're still kind of cobbling it together. I do think they're still the best team in the division. But what I've seen from the Mets so far this year is the offense I thought they were going to put on the field last year, where they were going to have such a good team on base percentage that it was going to carry everything. That's what we've seen from them so far this year. Not hitting for a ton of power, but not striking out very much, just putting the ball in play, drawing their walks, and keeping the line moving. I was very disappointed a year ago when they didn't have this offense, and this year that's the team that's shown up. So I am higher on the Mets than I was a month ago because the 2021 offense has shown up. Um, And I think there's separation between the Mets and the Braves up top and then the Marlins and the Phillies. Guys, I just don't buy into the Phillies. I don't think they're going to prevent enough runs. It's a miserable defense. Uh, they basically have to strike out the world to protect that defense, and I don't think they're going to do it. One of the things we do as betters, Joe, is we're always trying to figure out the the run environment, what is, what's going on with the baseball. So this is your contractually obligated baseball question coming up. Um, we're seeing six and a halfs. We're seeing sevens as game totals rampantly in baseball in a way that we never have before. We're seeing exit velocities off bats of 105, 104 that go to the warning track and die. What was baseball thinking, do you think, when they did this? And do you think it could change at any moment? See, it's the thinking part where you lose me. I, they were <laughs> reacting. They were reacting to 2019 when we had 6,700 home runs and that, that postseason where it just seemed like the games all ran 4, 4, 15, and they were all 8, 7. It was, it was a home run driven season. They wanted to take that out of the game. But what they didn't, they didn't think the problem through because it all starts with the pitchers. The pitchers are so dominant now. They, they can do these ridiculous things with the baseball that the hitters adapted by saying, look, if we're not going to be able to make a lot of contact, let's make the contact count. So what MLB did is instead of reining in the pitchers, moving the mound back or capping pitchers on a staff or anything, they penalized the hitters for their adaptation. So now we have the pitchers giving free reign to still do the crazy things they can do with baseballs. And when the hitters actually do make contact, it's like hitting a nerf. Um, I, guys, I want to say I said this three years ago. If MLB messes with the baseballs, they're going to create a dead ball error because the only thing that was propping up run scoring was the home run rate. You had 42, 43% of the runs in 2019 being scored on home runs. And you've just taken those out. MLB wants this to be, well, if we deaden the baseball, all the hitters are going to go back to hitting like Rod Carew. Except that's not going to happen because you have 400 hitters who have been trained, who have trained themselves to hit this way. And because the pitchers are still velocity and spin monsters. So until you either rein in the pitchers in some way or put the live balls back into play, we're going to continue to have days like this, where I believe the only total over eight and a half was in course. Yeah, it's just, it was. Mm-hmm. We every night we make a point of that that it's, like, yeah. it's the only double digit total. Typically, we you know last couple of years you'd see 
uh, you know, two or three, something like that. Yeah, it's, it's only been Coors and Coors exclusively. We were looking at the AL East odds a little bit earlier, and there is obviously the Yankees at the top. That being said, you take a look, and third on the list is the Rays. And I know you are a guy that has preached about the Rays a ton, that it's just one of those teams that – um, you know, kind of figures it out with the pitching staff and things like that. So they're 650 to win the AL East. Dodger, uh, the uh, Yankees minus 110 and the Blue Jays plus 155. Is is the Rays and the Red Sox has actually been pretty unlucky here when you kind of look at their advanced statistics or something like that. So is there a bet to be made on one of those two teams maybe to come out of the AL East or is it still definitely Yankees or Blue Jays? No, fellas, I think a year ago to the day almost, we had this conversation where I gave out like the Rays plus 300 or so on on the show. And the Rays, of course, went on to win the division. I think that's the exact same bet a year later. Um, I think they're the best team in the division with all of that incredible pitching depth. And it's been tested, guys. They've had they've got like 10 pitchers on the injured list right now. Um, and they're going to slowly get those guys back. We saw today Corey Kluber. Yeah, it's the A's. It's a getaway day. I get all that. But you know, Corey Kluber looked like Pete Corey Kluber today. Um, then they follow it up with Fire Eisen and a couple of other relievers nobody's ever heard of. Uh, the offense is going to be better this year with the you know Wanda Franco all season. They play incredible defense. I still think I think the fact that they're three and a half out with the Yankees having gotten off this eighteen and six start is actually an endorsement of them for the division title. So no, I'm still on the Rays, and if you can get them at plus money at this point, that's a great bet. Joe, always interesting. We appreciate it, man. Enjoy the rest of the games tonight. Thanks, fellas. Take care. Joe Sheehan, everybody, at Joe underscore Sheehan on the Twitter machine. Yankees, runners at first and second, two out, top of the seventh. But the looks like the Blue Jays are going to get out of another jam, and they do. Blue Jays clinging to a two-to-one lead. Yankees trying to win their 11th in a row. Coming back on VEASAN's Primetime Action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist Season 2, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever, and the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just 
maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on primetime, Gil, Matt, Kelly. Heat up 11, 84 73, 244 left in the third. One of these games where the Sixers have gotten it close a couple times, but the Heat always responding. And they're back to a double-digit lead. Kelly, you had an interesting note on this game, statistically. Yeah, outside of the paint, the uh, Sixers shooting 22%. Ooh. Miami Heat defense. It's almost as if they need a presence inside. Oh, almost as if. Almost as if. What was your other note that no, you that had? That was outside of the paint. So yeah, they. they well, uh, that's what I mean. So they need to. They need to have a uh, a presence inside where they can go to them. Yeah, the other note was uh, this was just more more information from Shams on Gary Payton's second MRI on him showed slight ligament damage along with the fractured left elbow. Will miss at least three weeks, but has not ruled out a return oh, to the wow. NBA Finals. Dylan Brooks uh, still wasn't suspended. He didn't get suspended for subsequent games. Uh, no, for that, I have hit? not seen that. Should he not get suspended for a game? I don't. I don't know. There's still debate over whether it should have been a flagrant foul or not. Oh, so, stop it! We and, were we were on air and we called it immediately. I know. So, yeah. so, so I, uh, I can't get over that. I've watched it a hundred times now. So he's sprinting, and you can tell he kind of like he <laughs> kind of like doesn't get yeah. a good launch. Oh, is that it, what happened? Like he's he's because he's sprinting right, and like you can this like you could see his like toe almost drags a little bit on the court, <laughs> and so he doesn't get a good spring. I see. like I don't think he. I think his full intention was a hard foul, but like a hard foul yeah. at the ball. I mean, that was... And he just didn't get lift off correctly. I mean, like, kind of like stumbled into the jump and then ended up just clobbering him in the head. That was the debate on the inside the NBA set last night with those guys where it was a... I mean, Shaq and, and Barkley going after, after each other were kind of like, we don't... In the NBA playoffs, like you go for a layup, like we're not letting you make that shot. And yes, there's like they were talking about the whole did it break the code sort of thing. Yeah. And and they were like, listen, in the playoffs, it's a different sort of code. And, and it's they're like, look, it's right on the edge. There's a wind up. He clearly gets hit in the head. But like the intent was to go to the go for the ball, and they fully believed that. This isn't 1993. 
when Barkley was I, I mean, I'm with you. You yes. know, it's like that. we, the three of us, clearly were like, oh, that's an ejection. We were talking about that downstairs. Immediately. We were talking about that downstairs earlier today where it's just like, yeah. you can't, like, you, no. every each era of the NBA is so vastly different, yeah. you can't really compare them. Yeah, this is so a, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if you see one, but I, I don't know. This isn't Jordan rules, the Jordan rules, you know, like yeah. I mean, the era. This is that that's so clearly an ejection. To me, it's you know, I don't want them to adjudicate the result either, right? The injury. Right. So there's Yeah, you that don't want to well. see that. No. But So yeah. actually to to your question then, I feel like it would have it should have come down already if he was gonna be suspended. I think it probably yeah. would have. Um Matt, you you had a moment of sports talk radio you wanted to share with everybody. Well, just just <laughs> so Kyrie Irving was on a was on a podcast and Uh-oh. they were asking him about you know not being able to play this year and he gives this whole he gives this whole deal about I didn't think that he wasn't going to be able to play any of the games and turns out he got to play the road games yada yada so he's just basically kind of explaining and then he said you know what are you going to re- do you just kind of got to sit there on the hot seat the life of a martyr bro. <laughs> Oh my God! Called himself a martyr. The life of a martyr, comma bro. I mean, everybody takes you a little bit more seriously when you add in the bro right at the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, bros. Right, bro. I mean, <laughs> I know what you're saying, bro. <laughs> I just want also because listen, I, I there's going to be a segment of of the listeners who are going to think that we're saying something that we're not. You are allowed to have whatever belief you want, and you are allowed to have whatever vaccine stance you want. However, you have teammates and you have a basketball team for which you are playing. And so while let's let's hold two thoughts in our heads at the same time, while you are absolutely entitled to have the beliefs you you did and uh, you do and you know, that's for sure, but the consequences remain of that belief. And so if you're a basketball team trying to win an NBA title, that ain't ideal. It's suboptimal. And so for him to sort of him just having no self awareness is, is the thing. Like he None. just has no, no self awareness whatsoever. That's yeah. just the thing that gets gets to me. Again, I, I don't care. Like what are you do what you want to. It's your own. Like, right. It's it's your own body. Like I, I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna judge people what they want to do with the with their own bodies or something like that. But like at the same time, you have to have you have to be self aware enough to understand yes. that it's like yeah. no, you're not like <laughs> you know you're not like this guy that's getting like you know, unfalsely, I mean, un, uh, unfairly judged in all of this. And all. it's like, no, you didn't play in half the games, which yeah, which does affect chemistry and teams. The and, word he used was we didn't and, gel. Well, yeah, why do you think all, that is, Kyrie? Yeah, because, yeah. yeah, you missed that much time. I mean, it's, well, well, I mean, I guess the only part in, I guess, to his defense a bit, it is, of course, he's going to attract more attention because the New York laws were, I, you just didn't see him anywhere else, right? I mean, we're talking, you know, Matisse Thibel, we brought up guys on the Celtics mm-hmm. of how their unvaccinated status could affect their teams in the playoffs. But I'm sorry, just because of the, it's, it, no, it's not your fault, Kyrie, you know, that maybe at the beginning this wasn't, you know, all, that this was all about you. But the fact of who you are and what you've said, playing where you at, it became that big of a story. That's what it is. I mean, Matisse, how many times have we mentioned Matisse Thibel, the fact that he's not vaccinated? About twice whenever they, you know, wherever they had to travel up to Toronto to play? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough, right? Because, like, Andrew Wiggins, if you, depending on what report you believe with Andrew Wiggins of the Warriors, that he tried to use a religious exemption uh, regarding the vaccine, and California state law wasn't going to care about such a thing, and so ultimately... Some reports that he felt pressured into getting the vaccine to help the basketball team ultimately then. So he played it a certain way. Yeah. That Kyrie didn't. 
I'm just saying. Yeah, no, right. There, there are and, consequences. That's, and that was right. Yeah. So you are right. That was the same sort of situation, mm-hmm. and you saw a guy go the other way. Yeah. We almost had another one of these weird end of quarter situations. Yeah. Right here. Like, fortunately, it yeah. didn't because, you know, us needing a Miami win there. But there was a steal, like an unnecessary steal right yeah. at the end of the thing, almost a, almost a three. Danny Green uh, takes a, a long three that does not go in. 91-80, heat by 11 after three. I saw, I saw a lot of uh, people playing Danny Green over point props today. He's got three points, one of seven from the field. Well, that is one of seven from three, too. One of the great, Every shot from One of the great is. moments in primetime oh. action history. Revolves around Danny Green. Matt Brown wasn't even here for it. Oh, that wasn't a Matt Brown. Me and Adam Candy. You and Candy. And Adam Candy spotted it. It was a great find. Market completely in town had just posted the wrong prop. Uh, I'm sure it was supposed to be his rebounds and it was his points instead at three and a half. And Candy and I, I think we unloaded the accounts on the over and it was a a night like tonight uh, for Danny Green where he was. He hit a three right in the first half, Gil, that we like had to the sweat it out. first three minutes of the game, <laughs> he hits a three. And he didn't get there. He didn't all get to the over. All he needs is a bucket the rest of the way. Oh, that he, became a blowout. It became a blowout. And he went to the bench. But before the blowout where he went to the bench, he took a three and the ball was halfway down. It was the furthest down I've ever seen a, a yeah. ball in a basket not to go in. The <laughs> net rejected it. Yeah, the net was like, nah, no, nah, no. The nah. net was like, Candy and Bidlin have a prop bet on this. <laughs> Let's just eject this ball. Oh, that was my most painful night on the Issue. That was like against Ever. the Bucks or something. They beat them by like thirty, or it was ridiculous. Yeah, it was something like yeah, yeah. something like that. That wasn't even this season, was it? No, it was last yeah, last season. Last yeah. season. The yeah. the Blue Jays are holding the, holding to this uh, two to one lead here over the Yankees in the top of the eighth. Again, not a not a critical game by any stretch, but you know you certainly would like to beat the Yankees and end this little eleven game winning streak they got going on. Is it eleven or is it ten? I think it's eleven. Is it eleven? Yeah. I've been saying it wrong all day. I thought it was ten. Um. Yeah, Yankees down to their last five outs, or the streak will be broken. Nice early season win streak for the Yankees. Again, not against a murderer's row of teams, but they did beat the Blue Jays last night. And every time you look up at this Carolina Hurricane Boston Bruin game, the Canes are the, the Hurricanes are on a power play. This has to be if you're a Bruins fan, let alone those of us who have them in the series. It's just a painful watch for the bees, and the, and Carolina has had. Two two-man advantages in this game, and they, well, I guess they took advantage of one. The, the first one, I think if, uh, one of the skaters just got back on the ice, so it was a, just a, a typical power play at that point. But Carolina four, Boston one, early stages of the third period, and again, Carolina won the first game five to one. So looking oh, to take a two to nothing lead. Of all the hockey betting things I don't understand, like totals are right there because it's, you know, everything's lined at five and a half to six and a half, right? And it's. I feel like every hockey game I watch, I, I see a game that's either one or two to nothing, or it's like there's eleven goals put up. Yeah, hmm. like I, I I have no idea how these guys do this. And the empty netter always looms. Right. Yeah. And that. So the empty netter. Always I wanted looms. to make sure I was correct. So mm-hmm. uh, it is. They swept the Guardians. They swept the Orioles. They swept the Royals, and then took the first two against the Jays. Oh, here, took so. the first two against. Yeah. These. I keep forgetting it's Wednesday, as uh, not Tuesday. <laughs> I am a hamster on a wheel. That's all I am at this point. Uh, we're going to come back. You know who's uh, in Louisville, Kentucky? Our buddy Drew Dinsick set up with. Uh, I think he's got a fancy hat on. I don't know if he has the hat on yet, or I don't know if he's. Uh, you can't on cover him. up those locks with a hat. Come on. He, he, you have to. By the way, on if, Saturday, if he shows up with a hat on one of these, that will be outstanding. <laughs> I am rooting for that. 
Uh, Drew Densick will join us from Louisville, Kentucky. We will talk uh, Derby with us. We'll also talk some NBA with us. He does have a play on tonight's game, though I don't know if that number is still there. That's what it may sound like, yep. Yeah, we we shall see uh, tonight in the uh, Suns-Mavericks game, which is still to come tonight. Heat up by 11, early stages of the fourth quarter in Miami. Densick, next from Louisville. It's VEASAN's Primetime Action. You are looking live at Primetime Action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Answer the call of cash with DraftKings Connect to Victory Challenge, sponsored by Verizon. Play for free in this nine-part prediction pool series and take your shot at grabbing a share of $45,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Verizon now to join the action. Verizon, America's most reliable 5G network. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Some tweets. Always enjoy the tweets. Forrest Lehman, 100%. Um... Dylan Brooks should be suspended, ideally until Peyton can play. An eye for an eye, he said. Hmm, okay. Henry, uh, Henry's boy, too. Gil, uh, anything on the uh, ladies in Madrid tomorrow? If not, I'll be fine. Just living the life of a martyr, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well done. <laughs> um, I have not crunched the numbers yet uh, for tomorrow yet, men's or ladies' side uh, in Madrid. But I will tell you this, uh, clay court season's been pretty good, though a very slow play. I don't have a lot of plays, like one a day. Had a day with no picks. So the, the numbers, I'm, again, a lot tighter than normally. Let's see if this gentleman has any tennis picks. From both the Deep Dive and Bet the Edge podcasts, for which, the latter for which he is in Louisville, Kentucky, to cover the Kentucky Derby, it is Drew Densick. How you doing, Drew? I am doing well. Thank you guys for having me, as always. Excited to talk to you. And it is, there are, we, are, we are juggling a lot right now. Yes. NBA playoffs, Madrid Open. And of course, the Kentucky Derby handicap, Kentucky Derby and horse racing in general. It's a little bit of a guilty pleasure for me. I'll, I'll be honest. It's a little bit of an entertainment tax because I just I love the pomp and circumstance of these huge races. Um, but to actually be here in person and see the, you know, see, see the, the run up uh, and talk to some of the experts, talk to some of the people with, uh, uh, you know, a ton of insight. It has been a great experience so far. So extremely fired up for the race. Drew, are you are you having fun? Or are you bored? Because I mean, it looks like you just scribbled on the wall there behind you. <laughs> I, I, like, I, I mean, are you just trying to kill some time or something or like what? So for those, yeah. So for those of you of, of, of Matt Brown's uh, of, uh, of his artistic uh, nature, this is art, Matt. This oh, is horse okay. art. Gotcha. It's a bit, you know, there's a lot of horse art here. This and, is uh, art, Matt. Yes, this is <laughs> art. Excellent. Yeah. No. <laughs> the uh, there, if, if there, if there are three things that characterize Louisville this time of year, it is horses, it is roses, and it is bourbon. My goodness gracious, they go hard. Uh, but it's uh, that makes for a fun experience, especially uh, if you're just just coming through to uh, enjoy a luxury event like this. So it's been awesome. Last stupid question. Will you, do you have an outfit prepared? Or are you going to be uh, si- uh, sipping on some mint juleps? Like what, what are you, how deep do you, Oh, there we go. Oh, there it go. is. Right. Hey, you didn't on start cue. the segment with it. On okay. cue. There it is. That's awesome. Yes, That's no, all we were course. looking no, for. I got, I got the blazer queued up. We got, uh, we got some nice uh, floral prints. It's going to be huge. For those listening on, on the radio side, Drew just put on a hat is basically yes. what happened. Yes, which is huge. Got my derby hat, yeah. A fine hat. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll 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 work our way up to the derby. Do you have any Madrid Open plays, men's or ladies, tomorrow? Ooh, I like a couple in the uh, in the Madrid Open. Personally, uh, the two that really stood out to me are in the early 
uh, going. I think uh, we're going to see three sets between Djokovic and Murray. What a throwback. Yeah, uh, I haven't man. seen these two. <laughs> I haven't seen these guys play in freaking forever. Uh, my main takeaway from Madrid so far is really the conditions are playing way faster yes. than I remember from years past. I mean, this is basically like a medium hard at this point, as opposed to playing anything close to clay. You, you know, you used to be able to at least count on the guys who are clay specialists that their movement to matter. Um, but we haven't even really seen that. So uh, it has been um, a, a, an interesting adjustment in that regard. And honestly, I think, um, you know, I think both of both Murray and Djokovic, they're crafty enough. They're they're understand each other's uh, tactics well enough through the years of going head to head with uh, usually this is a slam final in terms of, you know, looking back in their you know past performances between these two. Um, but uh, I think it's going to be a little bit closer in the market. Suggest market right now is about minus 700 for Djokovic to advance. Uh, I'm closer to minus 500 here. So I think Murray has a puncher's chance to steal a set here. And honestly, I view this tournament in particular as Djokovic kind of warming up for grass season. Um, I think if he makes a run at Roland Garros, uh, where he is the defending champion, um, I won't be shocked, but I think realistically, if he wins his quarter there, that's a victory for him personally, the way that the 2022 campaign has gone so far. Um, and Murray, on the other hand, he's playing well, honestly, like his yeah. numbers bear out that he is doing, you know, he is, you know, he is comfortable. He is, uh, he definitely can steal a set here. So I think that one goes over 20 and a half games. Uh, the other one that really stands out to me is also early. I think um, Rublev's in trouble. Um, Dan Evans is playing fantastic tennis right now. And again, the conditions really play into his strengths. Uh, I like him on the money line at close to four to one right now. You can get a decent dog price on Dan Evans to upset Andre Rublev. Andre Rublev looking to he looks to me like a guy that's really wearing a lot of the fatigue uh, of the of the spring uh, into this uh, um, to this portion of the calendar, um, you know. And, and I think realistically, his game is better suited for next week in Rome than it is here in Madrid with the way that the conditions are. So I think Evans nips him tomorrow. Drew, we got a tip off here in about twenty five minutes. We got the Mavs and the Suns. The Suns are six six and a half right now. Total two seventeen. And a half. I know you played this, but you the number you got is no longer available. Yeah, it's it's creeping a little bit here. We're looking at about two seventeen and a half market wide. Although if you shop around, weirdly, uh, one of the uh, market making books is on the low side. They're willing. You know, I see uh, I see right now some of the offshore space. They're willing to write a two sixteen and a half for you still. Um, I think this is still going to be a wide open game. Really, the Suns. Uh, what they like to do offensively is square peg, square hole situation with the way that the Mavericks run their team level defense. Uh, and so, you know, the sun's collapsing, uh, you know, collapsing the defense, getting everybody to sell out, to stop you from getting to the rim and then having wide open looks, uh, in the mid range, like that's music to their ears. They have so many guys that can execute at that level. Uh, Chris Paul, most notably, and, you know, I, I just I don't see that there are a ton of defensive adjustments that Mavericks can make to slow that down. So the Mavericks are really going to have to lean on pace in this one. If they expect to hang in it, uh, they're going to have to have a better than expected shooting from three if they expect to hang in this. And so I think both of those things kind of lean toward a game that we see land in the 220s. My fare for this one was 219. So I still see value over 217 and a half. But uh, for what it's worth, uh, um, you know, this is. The totals in the in the NBA playoffs, 
they're a little bit they're a little bit coin flippy because of the way that the uh, the three point shot plays into today's game. Just want to ask you about this game that's going on right now. Heat are up on the Sixers by ten. Every time we look up, it's kind of around ten. Uh, Seven fifteen left in this one in Miami. Miami trying to take a two to nothing lead in that series, and uh, obviously no Joel Embiid. But I, I was saying earlier, you know. NCAA tournament, we had obviously the four number one seeds, maybe not so much Baylor, but everybody was talking about Gonzaga, everybody was talking about Arizona. No one was really talking about Kansas. You look up at the end of the tournament, Kansas is winning the whole thing. Are, are, we, are we sleeping on the heat to any degree here in the same vein? I would say yes, only because, and you may remember this, we had these conversations yes. in mid-April. <laughs> like The heat's path was always easier than every other contender for a title in the Eastern Conference. And um, we were saying that knowing or expecting Embiid to be 100% in this series. Um, and with him now, you know, missing at least these first two games, potentially being uh, limited in games three and four, if available at all, um, you know, he may get a relatively easy pass here to an Eastern Conference Finals. And uh, pre-playoffs, you could have gotten them into the five to one range. And if you, at this point, if you just parlayed their, um, series prices against the Hawks and now against the Sixers, you're not going to come close to five to one for the three leg rollover to get to the finals. So um, that was a bad price. And I think, uh, you know, as we sit here now uh, and look at the, uh, you know, the way that the playoffs shake out, Heat are a tough out. Um, the Heat always, in my opinion, the Heat always matched up well against the second, the other two realistic contenders. Uh, as we sat back through the entire final frame of this season, we knew the Heat were going to get the one seed. We knew they were going to have home court advantage, and those two things were real meaningful. Um, you know, adv- you know, help them in their case to get to the finals. The other thing that I think was a little bit undercovered was they were most likely going to run into Boston or Milwaukee, and Boston, for what it's worth, the Heat have a. Uh, a zone style defense that we have yet to see Boston solve. Boston has answered every question that has been asked of them over the balance of the season. They were the, they finished the season as the best regular season team, yet they still have not shown us an ability to uh, solve the zone defense. And, and really, if you push Tatum and Brown to the perimeter and force them to create for themselves, that's the worst look for the half court Boston offense. And so I think heat's defense matches up really well against Boston offensively. And then similarly, the the bucks still have a really questionable defense themselves. They give you all kinds of looks from three wide open threes. And if there's one thing the heat have offensively, it's guys that can knock down those shots. So uh, heat are going to be a really, really tough out regardless of who they face in the Eastern conference finals. And if they're a dog price uh, and they have home court and they have those advantages, I think you're going to have to take a shot. All right, Drew, you've got the hat on, and that means after the break, we're going to ask you about the Kentucky Derby, the Run for the Roses, of course, the the standard 20-horse field. Get your thoughts on it. See if you have any uh, horses to win or maybe just a handicapping angle at this point that we need to uh, talk about. We'll do that after the break at whale underscore capper for all of uh, Drew's things. Again, deep dive with Andy Molitor and NBC Sports Bet the Edge, which he does with Sarah Perlman. The Derby, next on VEASAN's Primetime Action. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever and the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN Spring Special is here. For only $59, you get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of July. And the next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at VSIN.com. Subscribers will have access to all of it. And by all of it, I mean Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets, Jonathan Von Tobel with best bets all the way through the NBA Finals, Andy McNeil. Breaking down all the action throughout the Stanley Cup playoffs. NFL preseason coverage when that gets here. Don't forget the schedule announcement next week. Not to mention continued best bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, NASCAR, and the Kentucky Derby betting guide. Full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it. Cost is only $59. To I'm going to give you a, it's a 3.73 ape coin. Ape coin? Ape coin. <laughs> Where's that? Apecoin. Where, where, what no, another cryptocurrency. Oh, Apecoin. there you go. It's going to say Matt owes way too much on probably uh, already. Apecoin. Uh, $59 American to be a subscriber through July 31st. Visa.com slash spring for all the information. Or Apecoin, whatever you want to pay. Yankees making noise. 
11-game winning streak. They're down 2-1 to one in the top of the ninth, but runners at first and second now against Jordan Romano. One down. Oh, boy. Is that Aaron Hicks at the plate? I believe it is. It is. We'll see what happens here if the Yankees can extend that. 4-2 Carolina over Boston. Doubling up the Bs here with 5.30 left in that one. Carolina tried to take a 2-0 lead. And Tampa Bay up 4-1 to on Toronto as they look to even that best-of-seven Stanley Cup first-round series at one game apiece. More with Drew Dinsick now from Louisville, Kentucky. Of course, Churchill Downs is where he'll be uh, perched on uh, Saturday. He's got his hat on. Is this your first Kentucky Derby, Drew? Yeah, no, I've been to a bunch of Breeders' Cups, particularly the ones on the West Coast. I'm a Santa Anita guy. I'm a Del Mar guy personally, but uh, uh, been to a bunch of uh, – oh, Gil, you probably did this. Oh. You've probably been to a bunch of pre- Preaknesses. I've been, been to, to a, bunch been of to a couple of Preaknesses. Yes. <laughs> the famous, <laughs> that was my, the famous yeah. infield of the Preakness at Pimlico where you plant a flag yeah. basically and that's your piece of land. <laughs> yes, you you uh, back in the day you used to be able to take as many beers as you could carry over a line, which meant you could put them in a trash can and drag them over the line. Yes, uh, and you were allowed to take them into the into the establishment. Um, but yeah, no, that was my introduction to racing was uh, the Preakness back in the day. Um, have had kind of the the itch for horse racing on the grandest stage ever since. Um, but this is the first opportunity I've had to come to Churchill Downs, to come to Louisville, and to cover this event. Um, and honestly, they've it's. It's as advertised. It is very, very, very cool. It is a big deal. There have been massive crowds here on Tuesday and Wednesday racing. Um, and uh, like I mentioned, Louisville knows its identity and it uh, it owns it. Uh, you know, this is this town is all about horse racing and bourbon, and you can feel it in everywhere everywhere you go. Okay, so you you have a give us your biggest handicapping note that you've gleaned so far. This sure. Week there. Sure. So um, the. Kentucky Derby itself is a very, very unique race. These are three-year-olds. This is the first time that they have ever raced in field this big. 20 horses in a horse race is unique. It is massive. Uh, And honestly, this year's class is extremely competitive and extremely high quality. Like there are a number of horses that are at the top of this board who you can make a case for, which makes pulling together any kind of, uh, you know, exacta, superfecta, trifecta, you name it. Like it makes it tough, honestly. And you need to find ways to throw out some horses, uh, looking at past performances. It is not easy. Like it's, you know, the, the, right now, the, the favorite, uh, is Zandon Zandon at uh, three to one ish on the morning line. Um, and I, honestly can not tell you why that horse is favored. Um, as you look back over the Kentucky Derby, going back to about 2013, when they changed the qualification system, uh, there has been a premium on early speed in this race. Um, back in the day, like you could qualify for the Kentucky Derby, Kentucky Derby by winning a bunch of sprints early in the calendar. Uh, they changed the rules. There are fewer sprinters, fewer horses with early speed that qualify for this race. And because of that, if you are a horse that does have that early speed, you are at an advantage. And so putting together some idea of how the race will shape up in the first quarter, first third is the most success, you know, is the most telltale and successful way to handicap this horse race. As you look at this field of 20 horses, there is only one with early speed. It is classic causeway. Classic causeway is breaking out of the 17. That is a brutal draw. And honestly, I can see a lot of scenarios play out where causeway does not get on the lead because of either a bad break or just being so far out 
to the you know to the outside. Uh, that should open the door for the other horses with early speed that are on the inside. The notable one of those horses is Messier. Messier is in the six right now. Messier has phenomenal early speed, and there is a case to be made if something happens to Classic Causeway out of the gate that Messier could win this race wire to wire. Uh, let's say that the best case scenario plays out for all of these horses. Classic Causeway takes the lead and sets somewhat of a modest pace here. Then I think realistically, this is going to come down to three horses. It's going to be Epicenter, Messier, and it's going to be Taba. Those are your three most outstanding horses in this field. They all have enough early speed to be on or near the lead. And it's going to come down to whichever one can come up with the most impressive kick. And from what I've seen to this point in the warmups, I'm willing to give a downgrade to Epicenter, number one, based on price. He's a little bit uh, shorter than the other two horses because he had the most sort of traditional run-up in terms of um, winning races and uh, his progression, so to speak. Um, I'm less of a buyer in that and more of a suspicious of him being in the three-hole and potentially getting knocked out of the gate, uh, you know, crushed as horses are trying to find the rail. Um, like that's a bad, that was a bad draw for him. And it's enough for me to, you know, to knock him down a peg. Uh, Messier, I think is a real contender here. Taba is a real contender here. These were the two fastest horses that we saw throughout the entire calendar year. Uh, they, you know, they went one, two in the, in the, uh, Santa Anita Derby, which has been a phenomenal, um, you know, lead in race in terms of predicting future winners of the Kentucky Derby. Uh, and if I can only have one, I will lean Messier because he's the more experienced, uh, Taba's major knock right now is that he's only run two races to this point in his career. So that cuts both ways, less experience, but late, 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 more lightly raced may be the difference here. Uh, ultimately Messier to me, who, um, you know, great, phenomenal jockey, phenomenal pedigree, uh, trained by Baffert shipped to, uh, yak, you know, yak teen in terms of, you know, finishing his training. Uh, this is a horse that, uh, has the class and the speed, I think, to uh, potentially even win this race wire to wire if things go right. So uh, if you're only going to let me have one, I'll take Messier. Uh, currently, I would expect you're going to get your best price in the paramutual pool as we get closer to the race. There's a funny wrinkle this year where Mattress Mac is getting involved in the paramutual pool. And that, <sighs> like, believe it or not, that matters. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. I, like, it, most of, most of our conversations about hey a sharp player played blank and the price moved like sports betting and horse racing are so different uh, the paramutual pool will be divided up based on exactly how much money they end up at the end of the day and which horses those are on mattress mac has some weird but like 3 3 million dollar liability if the you know if the quote unquote favorite wins this race, then he owes millions of dollars worth of free furniture rebates to people. Um, so he's going to, he's going to put us, you know, he's going to nuke this pool at the last minute. Uh, and it's going to absolutely, you know, shift and change these prices. I'm hopeful that he ends up nuking Zandon or epicenter because those are two horses that I was ready to fade anyway. Um, but, uh, either way, I think both Messier and, uh, and Taba need a deserve a, a, a very real look for this, uh, you know, ultimately to win this race and maybe as the exacta. 
Drew, it's a it's a bad post for Mo Donegal, but if you look at the the buyer for Mo Donegal, Mo Donegal, you look at the that final fractions theory that a lot of these guys like to look at. Uh, it passes the test everything for Mo Donegal except for the post number at one, and with that alone, is that just uh, enough for you to fade? So the post one position supposedly supposedly has been a little bit softened in terms of a death sentence for a horse. Uh, I don't need to use that word glibly. Like obviously I hope all these horses have a safe and fair race. Um, but pretty much you could toss the one blindly back in the day when the one, you know, cause the one gate lined up exactly with the rail. So you had virtually no hope of not getting squished as you were trying to get out of your, your slot. They've changed it. So presumably it's going to be a little bit more fair for the one, my, my problem with Mo is that he's a closer, and I have to just toss the closers. There's too much early speed in this race. He's going to have too much ground to make up down the home stretch. And realistically, we're going to look – it's going to be a sloppy track. It may be – it's not going to affect speed necessarily, but he's going to have mud thrown in his face for – uh, you know, 45 seconds, of, you know, a minute before he's going to have to then turn on, turn on the juice, you know, turn on the burners and, and close a massive gap. I'm just not seeing it for Mo. Mo's going to be a great horse to back this summer in a smaller field, in a field, which, you know, you can win as a closer, but this just isn't the race for him. Drew, let's do it all again in the morning. Shall we? <laughs> yes. I can't wait. Best of luck tonight, guys. Drew Densig, everybody enjoying himself in Louisville. Got his hat on. We've done all we can do for Matt and Kelly, Gil Alexander, Nightcap is next. Tim Murray and Sean King enjoy from VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Every Day Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Every Day Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.